Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, here to bring you my Falcons takeaways from the NFL Combine, where we saw a lot of NFL prospects do a lot of work on the field in Indianapolis this past weekend. I apologize for the lack of pods uh, over the last week, as I did end up taking an, an impromptu vacation because we finally... Got some snow here in uh, upstate New York, so took advantage of that as I'm a big-time snow skier. If you follow my Twitter, I'm sure you will know that. Um, so went ahead and, and took advantage of, of that weather uh, and and got out of here, uh, but of course didn't have the, the combine coverage on lock, so we're going to rectify that with today's show. Um, we'll be going over my top guys my top performers um basically the the players who impressed me the most with their on-field work uh, i won't claim that i've watched you know all the drills or anything like that as as i was out of town but i did definitely check in on the athletic testing and and sort of the vibes that i've gotten from some other scouts that i respect so we'll uh report on those guys uh and and a lot of prospects that you should have your eyes on for the falcons as well uh today so we will get started, of course, with the defensive side, and I also have uh, the latest updates on the guys that the Falcons have been interested in, so I'll try to point that out as well when I get to guys where there's some overlap. Um, but starting with the defensive side of the ball, uh, the edge group was pretty impressive, right? We did see some really nice performances from guys like uh, Adi Adeboire, uh from Northwestern, who basically bested Trayvon Walker's testing at 282 pounds, which of course is 10 pounds heavier than Trayvon Walker weighed in last year. Uh, Adeboire did finish with that 985 RAS, which is elite, of course. Uh, I mean, just absurd numbers, right? 44940 at 282 pounds, um, you know, 37 and a half inch vertical, 10 and a half foot broad jump. Um, sort of an interesting prospect, right? heavier edge rusher played a lot inside at the senior bowl did a great job there in that role so I think he's somebody that could have that sort of inside outside role um I think Adeboire has probably elevated himself into that late first early second conversation I think this is now a player that the Falcons should have on their radar with their second round pick absolutely um because I think he can be that sort of Cam Jordan type of player he's got good length um, really has checked all the boxes with this pre-draft, pre-draft process. And I think he's been one of the biggest risers overall, uh, at any position. So, um, you know, very impressed by Adebuare's, uh, testing there. We also saw, of course, uh, the Georgia boy, Nolan Smith put on just absolutely crazy testing, which was expected considering he's a smaller guy, right? Um, he is, you know, 6'2", 238. 
So, you know, he's going to test better than the huge guys, but at the same time, uh, 43940 at 238 is still incredible. Um, one, five, two, 10 yard split, which for those that don't know what the 10 yard split is, um, it's the first 10 yards of the 40. And it's probably the more important metric for most of these players. Um, so that, that 10 yard split is, is really good as well. He also jumped 41 and a half, uh, in the vertical and 10 foot eight in the broad. And those are all 98th percentile or better. Um, so, I mean, Nolan Smith, of course, just had a great day, um, some other guys, uh, Isaiah Foskey tested out really well, came in 6'5", 264 with 34-inch arms. That, you know, really, I think, increases his appeal to both 3-4 and 4-3 base defenses. 4-5-8, uh, 40, 10-foot-5 uh, broad jump. Um, so he did a great job. Derek Hall as well was in the, the mid-9s in terms of his RAS at 9-2-3. Um, and then Lucas Van Ness was the other guy. Uh, that was sort of being buzzy to the Falcons at eight. And, and he did the same thing, right? Um, very similar testing to those other top guys as just an elite athlete. Um, he's got more of the size profile as opposed to like a Foskey. Well, I mean, not, not all that different from Foskey. Actually, he measured in really well. But, you know, Derek Hall's a little bit on the smaller side. Um, you know, Nolan Smith, obviously, on the smaller side. And Adebois is sort of his own thing. So more of that bigger end. Um the one guy that sort of came out of nowhere was uh, Yaya Diaby from Louisville. Um, I haven't really watched him at all, but tested out extremely well, right? 984 RAS, uh, which is relative athletic score. If I haven't explained that to folks, um, and I will do that in just a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, 45140 at 63263 is crazy. Um, really good jumps. Um, he's a day three guy, you know, just a toolsy guy. The Falcons have met with Diaby as well uh we did have that confirmed so you know this is a guy that that definitely should be on your radar as someone that they the team could consider in that sort of you know day three range as as just a high upside project type of uh edge rusher so that that's one to keep in mind they also the team has also met officially with lucas van ness uh tyree wilson keon white um and miles murphy at the combine None of those are surprising. You know, they're all the top edge guys, but uh, notable to point out for you guys. And before we get on to the next group, which is the interior guys, I did want to make sure to explain what RAS is in case you haven't listened to the show or hear me talk about it before. Um, RAS is called his relative athletic score. Uh, it was created by Kent LaPlatte, Math Bomb on Twitter. Um, it's RAS.football is the site. And basically what it is, is it's a way to quantify the holistic picture of a player's athletic testing. So... It takes the size, it takes all of the measurements that the player does, and it gives you numbers for each measurement, and then a composite that sort of calculates everything and weights it appropriately, um, and gives you that final RIS number, which is the three digits, and you can basically translate that to a percentile that that athlete is. So, for instance, uh, Adeboire's 985 RIS is, makes him a 98 percentile athlete overall so absolutely elite you know top one and a half percent athlete um you know this and you know it it goes all the way down the board so like a a 7.50 would be a 75th percentile athlete 5.00 would be uh you know 50th percentile athlete and so on so it's pretty easy to to understand um but for those that don't know uh quick interlude there um the interior guys 
Jalen Redmond from Oklahoma, I think we all thought he would be athletic, but he really did impress, right? Uh, came in at 6'2", 291, so definitely on the small side, but hit that 4.81 in the 40, which is crazy. Um, the 34.5-inch vertical, 9-foot-8-inch broad jump, which are all above 97th percentile. Uh, and hit that 7-3 second three cone, which is crazy for someone that big. Um, you know, Gervon Dexter from Florida, Brian Brzee, uh, we're also above a nine, so really good athletes. Uh, I was pretty surprised by Dexter being such a good athlete. I mean, I knew he was above average, but that testing um, definitely gives him a higher ceiling than I was expecting. Um, and then, of course, Keanu Benton came in at 8.65, which is really good. Obviously, um, he's someone that's definitely a day two pick now. Zach Pickens from South Carolina, 8.97. Uh, so very good there as well. Um, linebacker, we did have... A really, really surprising one in Iowa's Jack Campbell, who probably on tape is like the best linebacker overall, right? Um, but he ended up coming in with that 998 uh, RAS, which means, you know, top 0.2 percentile athlete, as well as him having this great tape. Um, and I think he's probably going to be the first linebacker taken now because he does have the size that will make him appeal to any system. 6'4", 249, you know, he's sort of a Troy Anderson-like figure at linebacker. Um, You know, not quite as fast, but very good and well-rounded overall. Um, Just came in and just really blew the doors off at his size. Uh, You know, 4'6", is well above average. It's almost uh, 80th percentile for a linebacker, so that's pretty fast. He did also hit an absurd 6.743 cone at 249, which is just crazy. Um, really impressive lateral mobility, change of direction skills. So he probably has worked himself into that top, uh, that top of of the linebacker group. The other guy that could be there also is like Trenton Simpson from Clemson, who also had a really good workout. I mean, I think everyone was expecting him to do it. He did hit that four four three, so he's an elite speed range linebacker. Um, but you know, Campbell has the size advantage, so I do wonder if Campbell will end up going first as a result. But Simpson uh, also up there. You know, other guys. Uh, Owen Papo from Auburn did hit the fastest 40 of any linebacker with that 439 um which i believe the only linebacker to run faster might be Deion jones so um i believe Deion jones ran a 435 at his pro day or something like that um and then yasir abdullah from louisville who i haven't watched um did come in with a 947 ras and then uh, my guy diane henley from uh the senior bowl he also had a great workout 889 uh overall there and then finally we get to the cornerbacks, which I'm going to take a take a drink here real quick because that, there's a lot of cornerbacks to get to. This is maybe the most athletic cornerback class I can remember, and we've had a lot of really good ones, um, but this class just absolutely blew the doors off the combine. So um, there's one guy at the top that's not surprising, uh, and Christian Gonzalez. He came in with a 996 RAS, which is actually not surprising. I think we all knew he was probably going to be one of the top testers, if not the top tester. Um, you know, 6'1, 197, checks the size box, 32 inch arms, all that stuff. Um, then he hit that 43840, which is great. Um, a 41 and a half inch vertical, amazing. 11 foot, one inch broad jump, amazing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of inclined to think that if Gonzalez does fall to eight, that he's probably going to be the Falcons' pick. Um, considering all the buzz that the Falcons have around being interested in defensive backs at this point. Um, so 
you know, take from that what you will. But uh, I do think that he should, he's probably close to the top of the board for the Falcons uh, at, at that eighth overall pick. But the actual cornerback who came in and tested better than Christian Gonzalez was actually Deontay Banks from Maryland, who is a very good corner in his own right. He was, I think, more that sort of late first, early day two projection. But this workout probably lifts him into that like mid first conversation. A um, little bit smaller at six foot 197, but just four, three, five, 40. Uh, one four nine ten yard split, which is really crazy fast. A forty two inch vertical and eleven foot four inch broad jump, which is one of the biggest broad jumps I have seen. Um, it might be the biggest at the combine. I haven't checked that stat, but it's if not, it's probably up there. Um, so Deontay Banks absolutely blew it up. Uh, DJ Turner from Michigan had a great workout. Um, came in a little bit smaller than expected at five eleven one seventy eight. But uh, definitely blazed the fastest 40 of any player at the combine with a 4-2-6. That's crazy. 1-4-7, 10-yard split, also nuts, and had some good jumps too. So um, a little on the smaller side, you know, I think he might get pegged as more of that slot defender now, depending on on team's preferences. You know, it's not egregious at 5-11, but it it is on the shorter side. Um, I do think he's probably worked his way into that sort of fringe first-round conversation And then just like so many other guys. I mean, I could spend a whole show probably talking about the corners, but Riley Moss from Iowa ended up with a 989 RAS. Uh, Julius Brents from Kansas State, one of the big winners from the Senior Bowl, absolutely crushed his workout. He came in with a 982 RAS. Uh, This guy is 6'3", 198, and he has 34-inch arms. So huge, long, amazing length. I mean, he has the same, I think, size arms as Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher. Um, he then ran a 4.53, which is really, really good at that size. Hit that 1.57, 10-yard split. And then hit this amazing 6.63, three-cone. That's a, that's just an elite time for any corner. Um, and he hit 11-foot-6 in the broad jump, which is just absolutely crazy. So explosive, great lateral mobility, and good long speed not elite long speed we're not talking you know the guy that's going to match up with your your speedsters necessarily but that four five three is not a bad number at all um and he's huge so you know um definitely that matchup type of guy for those bigger receivers um you know Darius Rush came up with a nine seven three he ran in the four uh, mid four threes uh Jacorian Bennett from Maryland I didn't really see a lot from him at the senior bowl but he did hit that 4-3-40 and turned in some really, really impressive testing. You know, 5'11", 188, kind of a smaller guy. But as a day three guy, you like to see that testing and that upside when you're trying to sift through all those guys. And then, of course, I have to shout out the, uh, you know, three of the top guys, Joey Porter Jr., Keely Ringo, Cam Smith. All of these guys came in with really good testing. I mean, Porter had a 9-6-3, uh, Keely Ringo 9-6-1, and Cam Smith 9-5-7. Um, all had elite testing. All did a really good job. I think Porter was seventh in RAS, Ringo was ninth, and Cam Smith was eleventh. So all, you know, really good testing. It's sort of crazy that these guys with like mid to high nines are like this far down the list in terms of the most impressive testers. It's kind of crazy to me, but that's just how deep and good this class is. Um, and and corner. I mean, like I said, probably could do a whole show on corner. Um, safety's a little quieter, but we did see both of my big winners from the senior bowl have like a really good workouts at the combine as well. Daniel Scott 
had the the best testing of any safety with the 987 RAS. Um, I mean, he came in at 61208, which is great. Uh, 44540, really good for a safety. Uh, 6753 cone, again, that's elite time. Um, hit some great jumps and 22 reps on the bench, which is why like Scott is such a weird prospect because I, he did struggle a lot with tackling in college, but it doesn't seem like it's an endurance or a strength thing with, with him. Um, so, you know, I, I, I drafted him in the seventh round and I think the most recent mock I did after the senior bowl, uh, probably not going to be able to get him there anymore after this workout, uh, Sidney Brown from Illinois was the other guy, um, and, you know, he also came in big, you know, with a lot of weight, 5'10", 211, um, ended with a 9.63, uh, came with a 4'4", 140, 1'5", 10-yard split, um, and then hit 40 and a half on the broad, on the vertical, which is great. Um, so, you know, he's day two pick for sure. His tape is, is better than Scott's. Uh, so another guy that I do want to shout out as well, um, Jordan battle from Alabama actually came in as the most athletic of all the athlete, uh, all the Alabama DBs, um, six, one, two Oh nine, good way in good size four, five, five forty, which is good for a safety. Um, and he just, I think sort of separated himself from all the other top safeties who had like decent testing, but none of them really stood out with like elite testing. So I think he may have sort of separated himself as like maybe he's the guy that's going to go earlier because of that athletic ceiling. So just something to keep in mind there. Um, moving over to the offensive side of the ball, uh, not going to spend too much time on quarterbacks because you guys know my opinion. I really don't think the Falcons are going to end up with one, but the one I have to talk about, of course, is Anthony Richardson from Florida with that 10, that perfect 10 RAS, AKA the, the most athletic player at his position in combine testing history. Um, you know, Richardson came in six, four over six, four two forty four. uh, hit a 40 and a half vertical, which is a combine record for a quarterback, then hit a 10 foot nine inch broad jump, which is another record for a quarterback. Uh, then he went and ran four, four, three in the 40, which is almost a record for quarterbacks. I believe Lamar Jackson is one of the only guys who's faster, um, and a one, five, three, 10 yard split, which again is almost a record. So, um, just absolutely crazy testing. I believe his closest comps are like Dante Culpepper, UCF legend and, uh, Cam Newton. So, um, he's probably going to get a boost. Like I have Anthony Richardson as quarterback three. I think that's probably where he should be drafted. I think he's a better prospect than Will Levis. You guys know my thoughts on, on Will Levis. Um, but you know, maybe some team is tempted to even take him above CJ Stroud because of that athletic ceiling. You know, I would still take Stroud over him, but I, I do think Richardson is, if there's a quarterback in this class that the Falcons end up with, I would probably want it to be Richardson because I think he fits this offense so well. And we know that the Falcons did officially meet with Richardson, Stroud, and Will Levis uh, at the combine. You know, not so happy about the Will Levis one, but they're gonna have to meet with everybody i mean that's just how it goes with quarterbacks um so you know take from that what you will um with the running backs there's a lot of good ones in this class it's a very athletic running back class um of course Bijan robinson came in you know uh 511 215 really good size i actually think the height being under six foot is generally a good thing for running backs i think you know, there's a point where it gets to be too small, you know, Deuce Vaughn, 
uh, like five six, right, or five five. Uh, but I think that like five ten eleven is really the perfect height for running backs. They're a little bit lower to the ground, a little bit more compact. Um, so I, I actually don't knock him for not being you know taller. Um, and then came in with that four four six forty, which is in the ninetieth percentile. Uh, hit some really good jumps as well, and just looks so smooth. He's just clearly the best running back in this class. Um, and then the other guy I wanted to shout out was uh, Chase Brown from Illinois, a guy that I've sort of really liked for the Falcons as a potential speed guy to complement um, speed guy to complement Tyler Algier. And he came in, you know, a little over like five nine and a half, two oh nine, good weigh in. Um, hit a four four three in the forty. That's great. Uh, jumped 40 inches, 10 foot seven, uh, in those two jumps, just a really great athlete, uh, really fast. And I just think he's a pretty good running back too. So he's a guy I would definitely keep my eyes on for the Falcons in this class. Um, so that, that's another one. And then of course, got a shout out, uh, Devon A-Chain, uh, who ran the fastest 40 at 432. Uh, I know some were expecting him to run in the 4-2s. He did not actually get there, but that 4-3-2 is still extremely impressive. Uh, Jameer Gibbs also ran a great 40. Um, so, impressive stuff there. Uh, at wide receiver, there was actually some pretty surprising names at the top. Um, starting with one that I haven't really watched at all. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia ended up with the highest RIS at 9.96. Very impressive. Uh, 6'4", 221, so you can already tell Arthur Smith is salivating, um, but ran a 4'3", at that size, which is crazy, um, hit 41 inches in the vertical and 10'9", in the broad, pretty tremendous, and ran above average agilities as well, you know, that 4'15", short shuttle, uh, is in the 80th percentile, so this is clearly a really good wide receiving prospect in terms of his athleticism, like elite um, size, speed combination. I believe his, his closest comp is Calvin Johnson. Um, you know, when you're that big and and fast and that's, what's going to happen. Of course, Calvin Johnson remains the perfect 10 at wide receiver and probably will as long, you know, until we get somebody else like that. Um, let's see who else did we have here? Um, we had a couple of really impressive wide receivers in this group. Um, another one is a guy that, uh, I was a big fan of at the Senior Bowl, sent to the Falcons like the fifth round of a mock draft. That's Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Um, he came in and, and finished with a 9.93. I mean, I thought he was per, like decently athletic, but I didn't think he was that great. And the, the reason is he's 6'2", 220, uh, jumped 39.5 in the vert, elite, uh, 4'4", 6'40", which is really good um, for him at that size. I mean, that. It's not Bryce Ford Wheaton insane 438, but 446 at 220 is really good. I mean, that 446 is still 83rd percentile for wide receivers. So, um, really impressive testing there. Uh, we also saw another, like, couple of size speed guys with, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Andre Yosevis uh, from Princeton hit the 992 RAS at 63205. Again, really good size. Uh, he ran a 443, crazy fast. Uh, also hit a six eight five three cone at that size, which is really impressive. Jumped almost forty inches in the vert. Uh, he's obviously another great athlete. And then another guy that I haven't watched at all, who turned in some really impressive testing with a nine nine one. These guys are really splitting hairs with that those athleticism numbers. Uh, Matt Landers from Arkansas 
six four over six four two hundred ran a four three seven um and jumped ten foot ten in the broad jump that is pretty insane numbers as well so there's some really great athletes in this class um that could just be really good guys to swing at on day three you know just to add that sort of athleticism to your room and see what happens um i definitely wouldn't mind taking a swing on some of these guys um excuse me so at tight end we did get a perfect 10 this year we had a perfect 10 last year in jelani woods uh he's getting bumped to 999 now after uh zach kuntz's testing um i believe it's kuntz k-u-n-t-z so zach kuntz um old dominion tight end at six seven uh almost six seven and a half two fifty five uh, he ran a four five five, which is nuts. Did a six eight seven three cone, also nuts, and jumped forty inches in the vert. Uh, so absolutely crazy athletic testing for Zach Kuntz. Um, we also had another guy that I have to shout out, which is Darnell Washington from Georgia, of course, with that nine eight five RAS. Came in at almost six seven, uh, two sixty four, and then. Hit that 464 in the 40, which is pretty crazy at that size. Um, you know, a 408 short shuttle, which is elite, the 98th percentile agilities for Washington. And then he, of course, jumped that 10 foot 2 inches in the broad. Um, just insane testing for Washington. You could see how strong he was pushing that sled during the combine. It looked like it was easy for him. And you watch those other tight ends do it, and it's like they're struggling to move it at all. Uh, Darnell Washington, definitely a guy. That's rising up boards in, in a big way. Um, on the offensive line, there was a few tackles in particular I wanted to highlight. Um, BYU's Blake Freeland um, hit that 982 RAS, really good. Came in at almost 6'8, 6'7, and 7'8. I give it to him. He's 6'8, 302, uh, nearly 34 inch arms, so checks that box. Um, <clears throat> believe he hit the, the combine record in the vert for an offensive lineman at 37 inches, really impressive. Uh, also hit that 10-foot broad jump, which is also extremely impressive. 4.9840 at 6.8. Pretty crazy. Um, 1.68 10-yard split. Awesome. And hit a 7.463 cone. Again, at that size, really, really impressive numbers there for Blake Freeland, who I had the Falcons taking in the fourth round, but this testing is probably, again, going to push him into day two. Um, then there were the top guys, right, like Darnell Wright, who finished with a 9.45 RAS, um, came in at 6.53, 33, again, nearly 34-inch arms, so checks that box. And then that 5.01, 40, really, really good. Uh, 9.7-inch broad jump, also excellent. Um, did a great job in his testing. Then, of course, we have Broderick Jones, who came in at uh, over 6.5, almost 6.5 and a half, 311 pounds, good weigh-in. Um, then he ran 497 at 311 at, at that size, which is really good. Uh, 174 10 yard split, also really good. And then of course, uh, hit hit a 30 a 30 inch vertical and a nine foot broad jump, which are really good numbers for big offensive linemen like that. The thing with Broderick Jones is you know 30 almost 35 inch arms, terrific length, and uh, 10.625 inch hands, just monster hands um so great job there by broderick jones only for him of course to be upstaged in the arm length competition by paris johnson jr 
who did come in. He did not actually do any 40 or agility testing, so he doesn't have a full RAS, but what he did do is come in at 6'6", 313, uh, and then he measured in with 36.125 so over 36 inch arms which is nuts like i don't remember the last player who had over 36 inch arms period uh and then he proceeded to put up 29 reps on the bench with 36 inch arms which is insane um because if you've ever benched you know you have to fully extend your arms so if you have long arms you got to push it way further um, so he has probably the longest arms of anyone in the class and still put up a 90th percentile bench press number insanely impressive the one thing he did do was jump the broad and he hit nine foot two inches which is in the 87th percentile so i think we all know paris johnson jr is a great athlete but that size is crazy um like prototype amazing length uh on the outside so you know you're gonna see paris johnson probably as impressive as broderick jones testing was that arm length for Paris Johnson Jr. is probably going to put him firmly at offensive tackle one. And then it should be mentioned that um, Peter Skaronsky ended up weighing in with, I think, like 32-inch arms or something like that. Let me get the the final number there. Yeah, so 32 and one-fourth inch arms for Peter Skaronsky. And that is like a full inch under most teams' thresholds for offensive tackle. I, I think this is probably going to have Skaronsky evaluated as a guard by most NFL teams. He's also just 6'4", so he's a little on the smaller side. Did come in at 313, which is a good weight for him. And tested out well, certainly. But those, that that arm length is a big concern. Um, it's it's really short for a tackle. Like, really, it's not just, like, a little bit under the threshold. It, it's really short for a tackle. Um, so that's something that, you know, we're... It's up to every team to sort of decide what they're going to do with that information, right? Like, are they going to actually evaluate him as a tackle or not? Um, but I know the guy that that often gets comped to Skaronsky in terms of another guy with, with shorter arms who, you know, was questioned, can you play tackle? That's Rayshon Slater, another, another Northwestern tackle. Rayshon Slater had 33-inch arms, so a, a full three-quarters of an inch longer. And he was criticized for having short arms. Skaronsky at 32.25, I think that's probably going to force him to play guard. Now, I don't think that he can like never play tackle in a pinch, but that's going to be really difficult for him to overcome at the NFL, NFL level. Maybe he can. It could be a possibility, but that... That arm length is is significantly lower than threshold, so that's everyone has to to make their own call there, I guess. But I I think for me, I'm going to evaluate him as a guard going forward. Um, I I think it's just going to be putting him in an in a disadvantageous spot by playing him at tackle in the NFL. Just my opinion there. But guys, just over 30 minutes, we got through a lot of names there, a lot of players. Um, the Falcons, of course, have met with a lot of these guys more you know buzz will come out about them meeting with guys i know that they met with skaronsky and broderick jones officially um you know we'll see if anything else comes out about the other guys they've met with um but i i you know i think they've also met with a lot of corners um 
know, Travius Hodges Tomlinson from TCU is, is really came in small, but interesting. They met with a lot of safeties, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, Brian Branch from Alabama, uh, Jamie Robinson from Florida State. another guy I like a lot. Didn't have the best testing, but, um, so they're, they're doing their due diligence on a lot of guys, um, looking into a lot of these players and we're going to hear more and more over the coming days and weeks, but that's a good, uh, a good starter for you guys sort of trying to dissect all of the information that comes out of the combine because it's it's really like a fire hose of stuff coming right at you so hopefully this helps you uh, get an idea of some of the guys that really impressed athletically uh for your own evaluations or just your curiosity so thank you for watching today's episode of the falcoholic podcast we'll be back on wednesday night for another falcoholic live breaking down top uh free agents for the falcons on offense uh that the, that the team could pursue so keep an eye out for that on wednesday night you can follow me Ke- kevin knight at falcoholic kevin on twitter you can follow the show at falcoholic live uh please do like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube leave us a five-star review on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods we appreciate that a lot and if you're interested in supporting us you can do so at patreon.com slash falcoholic live uh you get access to free well it's not free obviously but you do get ad free uh versions of all the podcasts as well as early access to all the podcasts usually it's about eight to 12 hours early maybe 24 hours early or more depending um and of course you get our eternal gratitude which is priceless right but uh again guys thank you so much for listening for watching we'll see you next time on the falcoholic podcast have a great day folks